You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape, the podcast dedicated to helping you separate fact from fiction in fitness. For more details about this podcast and other episodes, visit fitgirlpodcast.com. This is podcast episode number 301. In this episode, how to create new habits in training, nutrition, and mindset to support your goals so that you can reach them faster. Habits are those things that you do over and over and over again. They can be good habits, they can be bad habits, but they're things that are ingrained in you because of repetition. Two of your biggest routines you already have established, but they might not actually be helping you get to your goal. So let's talk about those two. And the first one is your morning routine. Are you one of those people that get up early so that you can take your time getting ready for the day? Or do you find yourself constantly running late and running out the door and forgetting something? Creating morning habits is probably the easiest routine for you to do. It just takes a commitment to change. And you can change your habits easily. You just have to start doing different things repeatedly. So when it comes to the morning time, if your goal is to lose weight, then you really need to think about what you're doing in the morning. Are you getting up in time to have breakfast? Are you doing some exercise in the morning before you go to work or school or whatever? Are you taking time to plan out for the day and have your meals ready so that you can keep your metabolism up by eating on a schedule and doing what you need to in order to lose weight. Of course, it takes planning and preparation. And with that, you can create those habits. And we'll get a little more detailed in that when we get into the training, nutrition, and mindset section. The second routine is your evening routine, the one that you do before bed. The evening routine is probably the easiest one to change because you're not rushing to get to bed, but you may not be doing the most productive things before bed if you're trying to gain muscle or if you're trying to lose weight or if you're just trying to reduce stress. So making subtle changes will help in all of those areas. And again, we'll get into that when we get more specific. In order to reach your goals, you have to take these habits and collectively act on them in training, nutrition, and mindset. So we're going to focus on what type of habits you can create for each of those categories that can help you reach your goals faster this year. Now, when it comes to training, habits would be, first of all, going to the gym or doing a workout or scheduling your planned exercise. Then once you have that established, and it's easier to pick certain days and certain times, but let's just say you've already got that established. Now, when it comes to actual training, focusing on the muscle you're working, focusing on the feeling of that muscle doing the work, how it initiates the movement, how it controls the movement, how it truly feels when you're exercising it. And you can refer to some of the past episodes, which are uh, episodes 49, 61. I'll, I'll write these in the show notes, but they go through what's called anatomy of a rep. And that's where I kind of take you through how it feels and what you should be feeling every single time you do a repetition on certain exercises. So besides muscle feel and kind of getting that mind-muscle connection, which is so crucial to a good workout and to make progress, keep a record, record your workouts, track them on your monthly calendar, but also on your individual workouts and at least know what you might be striving for when you go in the gym. So you may not go into the gym and do your personal max every single time. That's okay. But you still want to have a little bit of an idea of what would constitute progress. So whether it's a few more reps or just a better mind-muscle connection or you lift more weight, any one of these things can be progress and improvement. As far as goal setting, that's another way to keep yourself on track with good habits. 
set your goals for either the number of repetitions or the weight or your mind-muscle connection. And it can be different for each workout. It can even be different for each exercise. And you don't actually have to do it for every single workout. But having that idea in your head is going to help motivate you to push a little harder. Pick one thing to zero in on for that particular workout or that particular exercise and do just that. And maybe you're not strong that day, so you don't focus on strength, but you focus on the feel of the exercise or maybe monitoring how much rest you take in between sets. Maybe your goal is heart health and you need to focus on the beats per minute or the RPMs or the pace of your cardio. And I tend to find people focus on the wrong parameters when it comes to cardio. They're trying to go too high or too fast or too much, and they end up holding on to the machines or draping their body all over the machines when they really just need to be working the way you're supposed to work. If you're on a treadmill, you're not trying to go super high incline, you're trying to walk faster. And if you can walk faster at a higher incline, great, but don't think that you have to go to a high incline and kind of drag your body along to try to keep up. That's not going to benefit you as much as if you just were pumping your arms while doing cardio. And that being said, if you have hand weights while you're doing cardio, don't. That's the best way to hurt your shoulders. Don't add additional weight to your body when you're doing cardio. Work the cardio harder. Move the body more. Take bigger strides. Pump with your arms. And that's a big mistake a lot of people make is they think they have to put hand weights in their hands to make themselves work harder or they have to make their body heavier to make it harder. No, don't. Work the exercise the way it's meant to be. Walking faster, biking faster. The RPMs on the bike is the one thing that most people usually screw up on because they try to go too high of a level or they try to do intervals that are not appropriate for their particular fitness level. And you really want to focus your RPMs at about 80. Yes, you can go say 70 to 90, but you want to have them up there. Most people don't get them up high enough. So let the RPM range of about 70 to 80 be your goal and then adjust the levels. Then if you have resistance, make sure you can maintain it in those particular RPMs. Also, you can check your beats per minute. Take your heart rate. A lot of the machines now have the heart rate monitor right on it. So you don't even have to count. All you got to do is hold on to something and it will tell you what your heart rate is. Now, it might not be a thousand percent accurate. Sometimes they are off and sometimes they take a few times to reset and recalculate and to get the actual right beats per minute. So it's always good for you to know exactly how to take your own and to know what your range should be. Now, just real quickly, if you want to figure out what your target heart range would be for maximum cardio and heart conditioning, that's going to be 220 minus your age. And then you take 65 to 85% of that number. And that's the actual number you want to be around for cardiovascular health. Now, that's not necessarily where you want to be for weight loss or marathon running, but anyways, it at least gives you a good basis of where your heart rates should be because you also need to be aware if your heart rate gets too high. And again, it's all relative for each person because some people naturally have very, very low heart rates and therefore theirs is going to be different than somebody who has a more naturally high one. Since we're going over parameters and cardio machines, the stair stepper, whether it's the one that looks like an escalator or just the regular stairmaster, that's another thing that people crank up the level so that it's either too fast and they're kind of jumping up and down, or maybe they're even too slow. But if you're using the one that's more like that escalator, then you're probably going to want a slower one because you need to be able to maintain your posture. And that's true of both exercises. You should have proper posture, just as if you were going up real stairs. If you're walking up real stairs, you're not going to bend over and use the handrail to drag your body up. I mean, unless you're really, really tired, you're not going to do that. So don't do it on what is simulating stepping through stairs. Now you might double step steps when you're taking the stairs. So yeah, you can do that on one type of the stair masters, but 
Think about your posture. Think about engaging your shoulder blades and keeping your stomach tight and taking either big steps or not using the upper body to support anything. Maybe a little bit of balance, maybe a light, gentle touch on the handrail. But I always tell people to have open hands on that. Just put your palm on it so that you know where you are in the machine so that if you start drifting off or getting into a song or something, you're not going to fall off the machine. But you have some sort of thing there to guide you, but not to support you could be used for balance, but of course, you don't want to hold tightly and push your body down. And that's what most people do. They push down on the handles and now they're supporting their body and they're not doing any of the work, or at least as much as they think they are. And that's where you have a problem with the calorie counts. Forget about them. If you're doing a good, hard 30 minutes of cardio, you're probably going to burn between two and 300 calories. And if it was as simple as calories in, calories out, this would not be an issue. Weight loss would be simple, but it's not. It's accumulation of everything. So don't get hung up with the calories and realize that any calorie count that the machine is going to tell you is simply just a calculation. If you put in your weight and your age, then it's going to spit out a number. It does not know how many calories you're burning. It has no idea. So do not rely on that for calories. Just do the honest work and you'll have the results you want. In nutrition, there's a lot of things that can be created with habits. And part of it is expanding your knowledge on what's healthy and what foods you should be eating. The first one, of course, is going to be to eat something first thing in the morning. Well, actually, I should back that up. The first thing should be don't do any of these trendy fad diets. So that means you know, don't try to go keto or paleo or anything crazy. Yes, if you're trying to lose weight or even if you're trying to gain muscle, you're going to have to monitor some of your intake of proteins and carbs and fats. But overall, you want to be having healthy choices and a combination of protein, carbs, and fats for most meals. And part of creating habits in nutrition is eating on a schedule, giving your body food to fuel it for the goals that you have, whether it's weight loss or muscle gain or just more energy or just overall health. You've probably heard the phrase garbage in, garbage out, and that is absolutely true when it comes to nutrition. If you're not eating the right foods, you're not going to get your goals, you're not going to have good energy, and you're not going to want to even work out. That proper nutrition is so important. Establishing your body with a good, healthy breakfast that has protein and a little bit of carbs and maybe some fats going inside a balanced program. And that's kind of what we teach at the Fitness Makeover. So you can always check that out at the website because a lot of people don't know. I'm surprised. They think they know, but they don't really want to start talking to them. So you might want to check that out. Having a good, well-rounded breakfast to get you started on the right foot and get your metabolism started on the right foot. Now, another nutrition habit that's going to be beneficial no matter what your goal is, is to keep track of your protein. And I think we said it before, there are a million different food apps out there. They're all very good at tracking things. You've got to be aware of how much protein you're intaking. You're not going to know that unless you're literally writing down or logging in an app every time you eat. And I know it can be tedious and you might not want to do it, but just do it for a couple of days, at least to open your eyes to see am I really getting in enough protein? And when you say, well, what's enough protein? You want to get at least a gram of protein for a pound of body weight. And of course, depending on your goal, it might be more than that, but it's probably not going to be less. For a woman, you're going to want to have between, let's say, 100 to 120 grams of protein. And that's assuming that you weigh over 100 pounds. If you're under 100 pounds, then certainly you're going to go with that whole body weight per protein. If you're trying to gain muscle, then yeah, you're going to want to have more than that. And again, there's different calculations and things that we can do based on goals to tell you what you should eat. 
That's just a rough estimate for most people. Another habit that's going to help you with your goals is keeping track of your water. Most of the time, people are not adequately hydrated, and that can affect a lot of different things in your body besides your energy, your brain function, and of course, your weight loss or your muscle gain. Maybe make your new year resolution to track how much water you're intaking for one month. See, it doesn't have to be for the entire year. You could also be tracking your protein for three days. And that could be your New Year's resolution. You don't have to track your protein every single day, but just make yourself a deadline, a time frame. And then maybe in six months, you do it again and make sure you're still on track. To set yourself up for success in these habits, just pick one and focus on that for, let's say, four weeks. Do yourself an experiment. I like to call it that instead of a challenge because challenge just has a negative connotation to me. So I say, you know what? Make it an experiment. Say, I'm going to monitor my water intake for four weeks or two weeks or just pick some time frame and, and do it. When you have a start and finish date, it's going to be easier for you to keep with it. And it's also going to help make it a habit. So even if by the end of those, let's say, two weeks, you're monitoring your water, you now are more aware of your water. You don't necessarily have to log every time you drink something, but you're already going to become more aware and you're going to be drinking more water and that's going to help with whatever goal you have. Realize that you don't have to sit there and say, this is my whole new year that I'm going to do this the entire year. Make it little chunks throughout the year and that way you're using those as the stepping stones to get to your final goal. And that's going to make it a lot easier for you to do it and it's going to be a lot easier for you to stay motivated when you know you're only doing something for 14 days or 10 days or 5 days or however many days you want make it. When it comes to motivation, that is your mindset, the way you think about everything, the way you think about your workouts, your nutrition. It's your whole attitude about everything you're trying to accomplish. And that's where having a mantra is so important because whatever you say in your head that gets repeated, your subconscious mind believes. And that's why your mindset can be the most detrimental thing to you or it can be the most supportive thing. And you are the only one that can control it. And one way to control it is reprogramming it with a common phrase that you can say every single day, all the time. Maybe it would be part of your morning routine, part of your evening routine. And we use the one strong and powerful or I am strong and powerful. And it's just something that kind of brings you back to the realization that, you know what, I can do this. I'm strong. I'm focused. And whatever the phrase is, it's just something you want to make sure that you're repeating often. Whatever your mantra is, don't worry if your subconscious seems conflicted with it. Or I should say your self-talk might be conflicted with it. So you might say that for the next 21 days, I'm going to say, I love to exercise. And your subconscious mind might be saying, no, you don't. You, you really don't like it at all. Don't listen to that because you're going to repeat it over and over. And that is going to replace that negative thought. And that's the only way to do it. Otherwise, that negative thought is going to come in and be stronger and take over. Stick to your guns and say, I love exercise. And what I usually tell people is add a reason to that. I love exercise because it gets me the body I want. I love exercise because it relieves my stress. I love to work out because it makes me feel good when I'm done. You don't actually have to love it. You probably just love the effects that you get from it. That's okay. We want to keep everything in that positive realm, but we also want to give our mind the reason that you want to do this, that motivating factor for you to do something. And not just to lose weight or fitness skirt or whatever, make it something that is more powerful. I work out because it's going to help my body move better for longer. I'm going to have better quality of life rather than so I can get my dress tomorrow. Okay. Because there's bigger things than 
just fitting into clothes or dropping inches, you can be healthy and still have a little extra weight on you. I've had a lot of clients who have recognized that, you know what, it's not about the scale. It's about how they can move. It's how they can play with their grandkids. It's how they can do whatever they're doing at work. There's so many other goals besides just weight loss and lifting weights for muscle. There's your general overall health and your quality of life. On YouTube, I've made a bunch of little small videos, about five minutes. One is a five-minute meditation, and then a couple of them are even less than that. They're daily affirmations. Those are things that you can watch and talk along with or use those as your reprogramming of your self-talk and of your mindset. In addition to having a mantra that you're going to repeat every day, take a few moments to practice gratitude. And that only takes maybe 30 seconds at the most. Pick one thing each day, either at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day or whenever suits you, to say, I'm grateful for this. And make it something that's obviously positive and powerful. I'm grateful that I have friends that support my goal and contact me to work out with them. I'm grateful that I know what foods to eat and I'm doing what I can to make myself more healthy. You could even say, I'm grateful that Kira is sharing all of her knowledge with us so that we can get to our goals faster. I'm going to give you one more tool that you can use for motivation habits, and that is to think of one thing you can do better the next day. And this, again, can be incorporated into your evening routine. Maybe your evening routine is going to become your mantra, a little five-minute meditation, a 30-second gratitude, and then that one thing that you felt you could do better the next day. Maybe it's thinking more about your goal. Maybe it's drinking more water. Maybe it's just taking time to walk a little more at work or simply just practicing some deep breathing and internal focus where you actually clear your mind and don't think about anything else. So think about your day and don't beat yourself up if you didn't do things perfectly. It's okay. Each day, something's going to be off. Something's going to be on. It's over time that all of these things add up. That's why it's so important to take each day, one day at a time, and do the best you can. So as you go to bed or before you go to bed, think about, okay, what's my goal for tomorrow? What's the one thing I can do a little better? Might just be as simple as I can practice better self-talk. I was a little negative because I missed my workout yesterday. I could be more supportive to myself. And what all these habits are going to do is help eliminate those common excuses that our subconscious mind comes up with. We don't always recognize it, but our body is not as enthusiastic as we are. I always say that our body and our mind are two separate things. Your body wants to sit on the couch, eat chips, and watch TV. Your mind wants you to move and be lean and exercise and just feel healthy. So sometimes they don't coordinate very well, but we know that the mind is stronger. So we use the mind in creating these kind of habits so that our body doesn't have those excuses very often. Every once in a while, it'll slip in, but maybe you need some relaxation and that's okay. But the more you recognize that your body's just trying to be lazy, the more you can let your mind take control of the situation and say, look, uh, we'll go to the gym for five minutes and see how we feel. It's like you and your body have to have a conversation with your mind. Yes, I know it's kind of crazy, but we all do it. You can say to yourself, five minutes at the gym, I'll walk a little on the treadmill. If I feel better, I'll stay and I'll do more. If I don't, then at least I've done something and I'll go home. And maybe you don't go to the gym. Maybe you just say, I go outside. I'm going to go outside, walk to the end of the block. If I feel good, I'll walk longer. If I don't, I'll come back and I'll stretch a little bit. Maybe you just stay at home because it's raining outside and you say, you know what, I'm going to do a little stretch or maybe a little meditation or just something to relax and clear my mind, something that is healthy. And then I'll go do all the other stuff that your body might want you to do. So just start recognizing and you will recognize this and you will start to see the excuses that your body tries to give your mind and let your mind be strong and tell your body, no, we can do that later. We got to do this right now. 
So your body's kind of like the little kid who wants to just play all day and you say, nope, got to do our homework first. Your mind has to be the mom of your body or the dad of your body and tell it what it needs to do. And there's plenty of time for fun also. So let's try to make this year your best ever. You're learning more, you're more aware, you're creating new habits, and you're going to succeed much faster by following all of these tips. There is a saying that it takes 21 days to form a habit. I usually like to round that to 30 days, but you know what? For some people, it can be two or three days. So when it comes to anything you're doing, whether it's your workouts or your nutrition or your mindset, try to make sure you're repeating it for at least a couple of days, if not 21 days, to kind of solidify that habit. One thing that YouTube has started recently is the ability to add these audio podcasts to the YouTube channel. So if you're on there, you can also get the audio podcasts. Uh, there are no real videos. It's just the artwork, but you can still hear it and listen to it. And some people do that instead of using a podcatcher because they're more familiar with YouTube. I don't really understand why they do things the way they do. But anyways, that's just another way to consume the content. And on there, you can also find easily a lot of the older episodes. What I've realized is that not all of the episodes stay online. So I'm bundling them and I'm going to put them on my website. If you want to check those out, fitnessmakeover.com is going to kind of redirect you to another website because I'm kind of fixing everything right now. But when I get all those bundles together, you can access them all the way back to episode number one. There's a lot of content. And the other thing is that a lot of the podcasts, the older episodes too, are questions that I had from my clients or people in the gym, common questions that I'm asked and I put them on the podcast because that was the whole goal to say, you know what, everybody seems to have the same question. Let me put it out there so other people can benefit from it. And that's also why I'm getting started again on the YouTube channel because I know a lot of people consume their information via video and just taking some of these key points that I see people make as far as mistakes or questions that people ask or all of these commonalities and just letting other people know, hey, this is the truth here because there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of hype, a lot of social media aspects that are not really true and can set people up for failure. And I like to let people know that, you know what, don't believe all that stuff. Okay, this is the real deal and this is what works. If you know somebody who's frustrated with weight loss or gaining muscle or just anything involving exercise, health, and fitness, recommend them this podcast or the YouTube channel Fitness Makeover because you might actually help them in learning what they need to do to live their healthiest life. And remember, if you have a question that I've not addressed, send me an email. If I send you one, just hit reply or you can leave a comment here in the podcast or on the YouTube channel or just send me an email to kira at fitgirlpodcast.com. Either way, let me know what your questions are and I'll address it. And the great thing is it'll probably help a lot of other people at the same time. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. For more details about this podcast and other episodes, visit fitgirlpodcast.com.